Welcome back to Covenant Conversations. It's been a while since our last episode, and a lot has changed. Uh, you know, a few episodes ago, we briefly discussed the Serta Simmons transaction, um, in which the company incurred a super priority debt and um, exchanged some of its first and second lien notes into that first into that super priority debt, thereby effectively subordinating its first and second lien lenders. Um, since that transaction, two other companies, Board Riders and Trimark have replicated that deal, and we're hearing of many other situations where um, a CERTA-type transaction may be occurring. Peter, tell me more about this CERTA transaction. What is it? Yeah, so it's a good question, Courtney. Um, You know, a lot of our subscribers are calling because it's something that a lot of lenders, particularly first lien lenders, are very concerned about. Um, Effectively, what the transaction was, was um, CERTA went to a majority of its lenders, and just a majority of its lenders. It did not even go to, uh, the, you know, its full lender group, just the majority lenders. And it agreed with them that they would amend uh, the first and second lien credit agreements to provide the company with super priority debt capacity. Um, and at the same time, they agreed to a, to a price, uh, I believe it was around 70, 75 cents for the first liens and around 40 cents for the second liens. And CERTA would incur this super priority debt, and it was split into um, first out, second out, and third out tranches. And they would essentially do a cashless roll whereby the first and second lien lenders um, exchange their first and second lien uh, debt for the super priority debt. The result of the transaction was um, pro forma total debt did go down, but the minority first lien lenders who were not involved in the deal um, essentially now have a second lien uh, on the same collateral, and the second liens now have essentially a third lien. So um, the reason why people are, are, are particularly focused on this type of transaction is it, it, it's fairly easy to do. You, you just need 50% of le- 50.1% of lenders, um, and then they can agree to provide additional debt capacity, additional lien capacity, including super priority debt capacity. And then as long as the credit agreement allows the company to, to uh, purchase the term loans in the open market and there are no um, particular guidelines as to how those open market purchases should be done, uh, the company can just uh, you know, pursue that transaction and, and kind of complete it. So it's not, it's not a terribly difficult transaction to do, and the results are uh, particularly harmful for, um, for first lien lenders. Why is this bad for lenders in general? Well, so it's a good question. So for first lien lenders, obviously, you know, let's say today you have a first lien on on the company's collateral. And so, you know, only companies uh, where their debt is trading at distressed levels would would kind of pursue this transaction. And so it's at that time where, you, you know, your claim on the collateral is particularly important if the company files or liquidates, you know, you have a claim, you have the first claim on the proceeds of all of its assets. Pro forma for this transaction, those same first lien lenders are now subordinated to the super priority lenders. So if CERTA went bankrupt tomorrow um, and they liquidated the, the collateral, the, the, the prior first lien lenders in the minority group would have to wait until the super priority lenders, which also includes some of the second lien term loan lenders, are fully repaid until they, um, until they get paid. So. You know, whereas once you were at the top of the line to, to get repaid, you are now second in line and in some cases third in line. So um, it, it is, it is a, a very significant impact on the first lien lenders. Now, second lien lenders actually is a different case. Um, 
you know, you have agreed to be subordinated to X amount of first lien debt. Um, as I mentioned, the pro forma total outstanding debt in CERTA was, um, I believe it, it was less than it was uh, prior to the transaction. So yes, there is now first and super priority debt in the structure, but um, as a second lien lender, you're fine with that as long as total debt uh, either remains the same or is less. Um, because now it's just you have, you, know, you, you have people above you who get the proceeds from collateral sales first, which you did before. It's now just split into two different tranches. And as a second lien, from the second lien perspective, you don't really care about that uh, because it's just the total amount of obligations ahead of you that you're focused on. So for first lien lenders, it's a very bad outcome. Second lien lenders, not necessarily. Are there any other alternatives? Um, yeah, so in this sort of transaction, um, the minority lenders sued, and it came out that Apollo had proposed that the company pursue an unrestricted subsidiary transfer uh, to raise liquidity there. Um, before this whole CERTA transaction, you know, one of the biggest focuses that um, our team did was we looked at companies' abilities to do unrestricted subsidiary transfers. Um, in those situations, the borrowers will take their collateral, will shift it to an unrestricted subsidiary, uh, thereby um, automatically terminating the liens on the collateral. And then that unrestricted subsidiary, because it is not uh, restricted by the negative covenants, can essentially do whatever it wants with that collateral. So there are, there are alternatives. And now, you know, if you look at it in, in the CERTA, the outcome of the CERTA transaction was that all the collateral was still within the restricted group. Uh, there's just more tranches, more, more layers of debt. There's super senior first and second lien. So all splitting the same valued collateral as before the transaction. With an unrestricted subsidiary transfer, you have the same amount of debt. You now just have less collateral because a portion of it has been transferred. The liens have been um, the liens have been released, and so you have no claim on on uh, that collateral anymore. So you know if you kind of have to balance it. As a first lien lender in the CERTA transaction, you've been subordinated, but all the collateral is still there. So you may still be able to get fully repaid. Um, for an unrestricted subsidiary transfer, yes, you still have the first claim on the collateral proceeds, but there's less collateral now. So depending on, on the size and significance of the, of the collateral uh, that could be moved out, um, being subject to a CERTA up-tier transaction may be the, the better of two evils. How can lenders prevent them going forward? Yeah, so just as it was, it's very easy to do these transactions with, you know, minor, uh, majority consent, uh, you know, get the super priority debt capacity and do the open market purchases. It's, it's pretty easy for lenders to ensure that these transactions don't occur in the future. Uh, what you need to do specifically is if you put in the amendment section that um, amendments that require uh, amendments that result in lenders liens being subordinated require all lender consent. That just stops these transactions full stop. You, you know, as long as every lender has a say in amendments that, that provide, a, you know, m new priority debt capacity, as long as all lenders have a say in that, you can protect yourself against that. Um, of the about 200, 250 loans, private loans we've looked at recently from 2017 through 2019, only five of them uh, required all lenders to consent to these amendments. So it is rare but it, it's not, it's not uh, unreasonable to request this in new draft documentation. Uh, it, it's hard to come up with a rational business case as to why 
you need to have the flexibility as a borrower to be able to amend the credit agreement for new priority debt with just majority consent. So that's kind of the easiest way. Um, what you can also do is you can, um, you can either prohibit the company from doing, from doing open market purchases um, and force the company to have to offer uh, to buy every lender's uh, loan, or you could just put guidelines around what open market purchases um, need to look like. You know, it needs to involve cash consideration. In Serta, in, in Board Riders, and Trimark, it involved debt for debt. So no actual cash changed hands. But because right now there are no guidelines as, or requirements that cash does need to change hands, um, that's what allowed Serta to do what it did. So um, you could either put in that amendments uh, for lien subordination require all lender consent or you can um, put guidelines around open market purchases. Either or both of them um, will almost assuredly um, stop these transactions from happening in the past. Um, so I think that's about it. Um, Courtney, did you learn something on this episode? I did. Very interesting. Great. I hope you did. And uh, for all the listeners out there, I hope you did too. And um, again, we are always available if you'd like to talk about these. Thanks very much. Take care.